G'day guys, Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers. We, of course, are the world famous Two Peas in a Pod. That recently got featured in the great Australian podcast in the US. That's why I said world famous. Until that, we were just Australian famous. <laughs> and France and a little bit of the United States. But now we're world famous it, it due, is. due it, to recent accolades. It is. So uh, Australian number one listeners, American number two, the US, and of course France number three. Amazing. Yeah. All 17 of them in France listen daily and they're still trying to decipher what the hell we're talking <laughs> about. <laughs> Today's Two Peas in a Pod podcast is brought to you by Ward Keller. Ward Keller is the Northern Territory's leading law firm providing legal advice to businesses and individuals with offices located in Darwin, Alice Springs, Palmerston and Casuarina. Their lawyers also service clients in Catherine, Tennant Creek and Nullumboy. Their services include personal law, family law, personal injury law, workers' compensation, employment law, conveyancing and debt collection, among other things. And remember, if you're in the shit, get on to it. What did you get up to on the weekend, Pete? Man, well, the dry season's alive and well in Darwin and the top end at the moment. It was. I was out rural on Saturday night. I was uh, back with my DJ hat on yep. and uh, at a beautiful family wedding in the rural area. The, the overwhelming thing, apart from the fact that it was an awesome wedding and just really nice family get-together, just a really great occasion, mm -hmm. was just how chilly it was. Oh. Didn't take my jumper. And uh, look, it wasn't like it was 12 degrees or anything. But as I was driving home, the air conditioning was fighting with the outside and oh, I was yeah. getting the, the water on my windscreen the whole time. Yeah. But it, it was really nice night. Played some cool tunes, did some dancing. It was beautiful, um, you know, spit roast dinner, and yep. everybody had fun. And they all caught their buses home, and everybody sailed on in the sunset. Sounds responsible. Doesn't sound like a uh, rural party. It wasn't. A, <laughs> it wasn't a crazy rural party. To set the scene, it was a fifty-plus audience mainly. Ah, okay. So um, no, but it was really nice. Done. Done very tactfully. <laughs> Good work. Yeah. Good work. How about you? What did you get up wow. to? Wow, we went to uh, our local Casuarina Beach, Driftstone Cliffs. Wow, how was that? Yeah, well, we went myself, Lauren, Holly, we looked after her baby while she did a photo shoot, and we went with Renee as well <coughs> with her kids. There was about seven or eight kids just having a run around. We've got a nice little spot between the cliffs and a little water pool there. Mm. Run around, and obviously, I, in, in true fashion, I've got some video. Actually, I did, I did catch a bit of that video. It was very good. And then I'm also um, on social media with one of the other people that were there. So it was awesome because I'd, I'd seen your video pop up. Yeah. And then I got to see the photos of them take, of, uh, of yeah. you taking video of them. Yeah, thought, yeah, yeah. Oh, that was actually really cool. <laughs> you don't often get to see both sides of the equation. There was one part where Olivia was playing in, in the sand, dirt, so to speak. It goes all yucky in one part, in yep. one section near the rocks. And I said, don't play in that shit. <laughs> and then she just repeats it. <laughs> I'm not playing that shit. <laughs> Out of all the things you picked up. Of all the responsible yes. parenting acts you've done, <laughs> you've got to pick up that one word. <laughs> that was, yeah, good time. Yeah, excellent. Well, the, as I said, the dry season's alive and well, so... Sun's out, it's not too hot, and people come out of their hibernation. Absolutely. Now, before we get into your topics, I know there's some things you want to discuss. Yes. Let me just throw this out there. Yep. We called the administrator. Yes. We got the receptionist. We did. 
They're going to call it. She was wonderful. Yep. Yeah. Dennis, I think his name is, is going to call you back. Yeah. It's now almost a week. Still waiting, Dennis. Come on, buddy. Dennis. You can do it. Give us a call, man. Throw us a live one here, fella. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk to the administrator. I mean, I would have thought the offer of fish and chips for lunch was extremely inviting, but apparently we might have to throw some more on the table. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a, it's a responsible position, but clearly we need to put in more effort to All get right. a... To get uh, a gig with her. Well, if anyone knows the administrator, we did try to call her to set up a meeting, but we can't get a call back at this stage. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep. It's a work in progress, but we, we are committed. So hopefully, uh, we'll we'll get we'll get a get a Guernsey at some stage. Pete, take it away, sir. And I was driving around the city on the weekend, and uh, look, a, as you know, our vibrant CBD, our our, our vibrant CBD, and as you know. Um, in both of our uh, real estate backgrounds and, and also in both the social and digital media fronts that, that we're involved with as well, I tend to keep my eyes open to all sorts of things, good and bad, yeah. I must say. One of the things that's getting my attention a lot recently is the buses driving around town with the stickers and stuff on the on the side advertising different businesses. Yes. Which is awesome. I think, you know, you need to get yourself out there in all sorts of ways, but so often do I see these ads on buses and I then go to search for the business online and I can't find them. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's no good. And even on the ads, because I'll often get out my camera or my phone and take a photo of things, you know, whether it's a tradies vehicle or whether it's a bus or whatever. And um, so often I see Gmail email addresses or I see no website or I see no email. So I guess I was just thinking about it and thinking it's it's great that you're spending your eight or $10,000 on the side of a bus because I, I understand that's the sort of cost involved with advertising on them. But you've got to be in more places because yeah. no one's going to sit there next to a bus and write the number down or yeah, that's it just right. doesn't that's work right. like that. That's right, yeah. So, you know, it's, oh, that business comes to mind. I'll search for them on Google. Oh, they don't have a website. I move on to the next thing. Oh man! Well, so Go, yeah. Go Transit is a good company. They they, are. they they got the contract I think for the buses. They did, yeah. Because yeah. before that, there was no signage. So they've they've lifted the buses to life. I'm I'm all for the concept. Yeah. Um, and I'm all for advertising in many forms. But I just it really struck home because recently I've I've seen two or three of them and I've gone to look for the business, and I I can't easily find them. Yeah. Well, that's not really uh, taking advantage of your marketing dollars, is it? Well, it's not, and again, while I agree with you that that it's a good business and and you know that they've done well to get businesses on those buses, mm. um, gone are the days where you can have a single advertising strategy. It's got to be all in or not not in at all. That's actually that's actually quite smart. All in. Yeah, that that's that's the advertising strategy because you've got to cover all bases. I mean, in some ways, you've taught me that because I'll say to you. Oh, you know, do you know about this or do you know about that? And you'll say to me, oh, yeah, I looked at their page. And initially I'd be like, oh, their website. And you'd be like, no, their page. And it, it took a while to have that pivot and go, ah, social media page. Because people are now searching directly through Facebook. Facebook. And that, that's a real change. That's right. So if you're not everywhere. The actual Facebook search function used to be annoying as hell. Correct. But they've fixed it. They have. And, and and they've done that because of course Facebook and Google are at war, so they're like, well, we'll we'll take some responsibility under our own platform now for search as well. 
So anyway, that was just uh, a thought that I had. And any of our small business listeners listening around the world can take <laughs> advantage of that. Absolutely. If you're on a billboard, if you're in a newspaper, if you're on the side of a taxi, if you're on any sort of traditional medium, you've got to be everywhere. Yeah, that's right. Your digital footprint. Yeah, correct. The accumulative digital footprint. We will talk more about that in later sessions. Now, what do you got to throw at me? All right. Last Monday it was announced, but we didn't get a chance to talk about it last Monday. The in, which I like it. The International Water Park. They're going to uh, oh, yeah. have some company do a, uh, what do you call it? Yeah, a feasibility study. Yeah, what is that crap? So Why he, are you going to pay lots of money yeah, yeah. To, for someone to tell you what we need that will work? Yeah, well, I that, that's it. what I, I said in a previous yes. podcast episode is I'm sick and tired of these companies down south making millions of dollars off telling us what to do. Yeah, I don't get that. Surely if we have all these competent people in government and semi-government and bureaucrats. And private sector. Surely if we have all these competent people, we can do that ourselves. Yeah. Anyway, so what it is, is a company from down south or you know, whatever from mm. somewhere else comes in and makes a lot of money to tell us whether, in this case, we should have another water park down in the waterfront. Yeah, and yeah. My initial reaction was, okay, so the government has an existing one. Now, presumably this one will be more similar to, I know um, I might get the name wrong here, but I think it's called Waterbomb Park in Bali. Oh, yeah, 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 and, correct, yep, and, spot on. And there's others that's that right, I've that's been right. to, like that's in, right. in, in uh, Dubai, uh, there's an amazing place called Wild Wadi. And I've been to the one at the end of the um, Atlantis, is it? The one at Atlantis, yeah, the, the hotel on the Palm Jumeirah. But don't, don't mess with that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's the one with the, um, that was the one with the giant uh, whale shark that they, in massive air quotes, found oh, yes. and was unwell so they couldn't release it <laughs> anyway be that yeah. as it may yes, uh, yes. so we we paid these people to tell us whether we should have a water park or not and you know it'd be set to an international theme so i'm all for the concept but here's where my head turned when they went yeah you should definitely do that and get someone in the private sector to build it, it was like okay so the the government owns the original one they pay for the feasibility study for the next one, but don't build it yourself. Get someone yeah. else to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I don't get that. There's, there's a message in that. Right. I don't know what the message is. Don't know much what, about politics. Yeah, whether the feasibility says, yeah, you should do it, but someone else should pay for it, or whether there's a reason why the government shouldn't own it, I don't know, but I'd like to know the reason if someone knows. I'm all for it. Um, don't think we need to spend millions of dollars on people to tell us why we need to do it. Yeah. I agree with you there. Yeah, yeah. Let's get it happening, peoples. Yeah, because I think people come to Darwin. I know people from down south say to me, well, what's there to do there? And I'll say, well, you know, you're 45 minutes drive away from the jumping crocodiles. You're, mm. you know, 20 minutes away from Territory Wildlife Park. You're a couple of hours away from Catherine Gorge, a couple yeah. of hours away from Kakadu, etc., etc. Lots and lots of things there that you can do. Um, but you've also got um, Crocosaurus Cove on Mitchell Street, yeah, which is right. in the city. Yeah. You've got the waterfront, which just hangs off to the side of the city, which has got you know the, the man-made waves and um, the, the lagoon pool and things like that. That's right. That's you've right. got the wharf where you can go to all the restaurants. You've got Cullen Bay where you can go to... 
your favourite place. The boat shed. And, and, and other various places. You've got the world famous chilli crabs that you can get Ooh. from various places. Um, we have some of the best food, seafood in, the, in, in, in Australia. Yeah. I won't say the world. So Australia. there's a lot you can do. Mm. Um, but we're just a well-kept secret because it's a small population. And But I did see the other day that um, the, the government, the Territory government's investing some money in um, some inbound tourism between Singapore and Darwin. Okay. And I reckon that's really smart because, as you know, I go to Singapore a fair bit. That's right. And people have heard of Darwin, but they've never been here. And they ask about it. Like they are interested in it. They yeah. know that flights come in every day. Um, so they, they know it's on the map. But, you know, I've got a good friend that lives there and he's got teenage to pre-teenage kids. Mm-hmm. And he always says to me, man, I'd be there in a heartbeat, but my kids don't want to come because they don't know what there's to do there. Yeah, okay. So Interesting. You know, we, we, Interesting. As a, we as a community and what we try and do in our podcast is talk it up. Talk about yeah, the good things there are to do here. Because there's heaps. Let's talk it down. And some, and some, <laughs> you know, some are in the middle of the city, and within a couple of hours, you're going to be in all sorts of places. And yeah. that's if you don't go by air. Absolutely. So absolutely. Now, anyway, what, what I meant by talk it down, yes, is I'm getting a little tired, Pete. A little tired of yeah. opening up my news feed. Yeah. And Lola's was it? Oh, yeah. What's it called? Uh, Eva's. Evers, yeah, yeah, just got broken into. Yeah, um, the REINT was trash, desecrated. Yes, yeah, I think that's the word. Yeah, trashed. Um, that's the other word. You know, uh, what's going on with our CBD, mate? Well, um, I guess the better the weather, the more likelihood of issues because there's no chance of rain, so people can sleep out under the stars. Uh, I, I guess the um, itinerant rate lifts in the dry season mm, for the okay. same reason. Yeah, okay. And, uh, and and as I said to you before, before we got on the podcast, there was a fair bit of dew around on Saturday night and mm, presumably mm. every night. Yeah. So you wouldn't want to be directly under the, the, the stars itself. So, you know, any sort of alcove or car park or whatever is, is going to get the use of that. But look, there's no doubt that crime seems to have gone up. It has. Just, just that, you know, we call it petty crime, but it's not really petty crime because if you own a small business and you're getting broken into every Saturday night, there's either a cost to putting on full-time security, mm. there's a cost to repairs and maintenance, or there's an even bigger cost if you shut your business as a result because they're three pretty likely outcomes. There might be others, but they're probably the three most likely outcomes. So, uh, you know, I don't like to see that. People work hard enough in small business as it is. That's right. Something needs to be done, and I don't want to sound like a typical radio host or... or, You're not a typical radio host. Yeah, or, you know, a person whinging on on the internet. Something's got to be done because, as you've heard me say in a previous podcast, our magistrates are too soft as it is. Yeah, and, and, uh, you know, I've said before that I'm not prepared to give an opinion one way or the other because I just don't know mm. how constrained they are or mm. not. But what I can say is that the public general consensus mm. is that the sentencing is not in line with the crimes. Mm-hmm. And I think if you're a repeat offender doing the same sorts of things over and over again, you know, I'm a bit of a fan of the three strikes policy that they have in certain states of the US. Sure. Because if you do it once, okay, bad mistake. If you do it twice, all right, you didn't learn your lesson. But if you do it again, hey, you just don't care. 
So I'm a bit of a fan of that. Yeah. I know that you can't incarcerate everybody for every crime. Um, but if you don't... Look, I, I've said before, I lost my licence as a younger person, you know, early 20s being stupid. Best mistake I ever yeah, made. Yeah, that's right. Because I've yeah, never yeah. lost it since. Haven't had a speeding fine since. And it's just... It, it shaped how I drive my yeah. car. Yeah. But that's because I got pulled over by a police officer and he said, mate, you're an idiot. What are you doing? Whereas... With the the advent of speed cameras and red light cameras and whatever, I don't believe it teaches anybody anything. Mm. Because you get the fine two weeks later in the mail. The first thing you do is, that wasn't me, who stole my car? <laughs> and then when you work out it was you and you were on that road on that day, it's like, okay, I'll pay the fine. But there's no um, there's no action reaction. So there's not that sense of, oh, I got put. Even, even the shame factor, oh, my God. Because in Darwin, someone's going to spot you on the side of the road with yeah, the yeah. flashing lights <laughs> behind your car. So you, you, know, you won't do it twice. But with the, with the advent of technology, it's, it's taken that away. Yeah, that's right. So, that's right. Um, but yeah, getting back to it, uh, if they're constrained by policy, policy needs to change. There's yeah. no doubt about that. Well, our local member, Terry Mills, when I say local member out in Palmerston there, um, he's proposed the boot camps and, and the funding for the boot camps and... Someone commented on there. I thought that was already happening, but it's not getting enforced. So ah. something needs to be done. And and to add to that, a perfect segue. Everyone in Darwin knows about the ABC story about the exposure in our jails. Yeah. How they thought that um, we were treating the youth like unfairly. Yeah, quite unfairly. Yeah, like, and inhumanely. Inhumanely. Yeah. That's the word. Yeah, yeah. The ABC ran a quite scathing report, which. A few people lost their jobs. Well-known people lost their jobs over this. Yep. Even the Prime Minister jumped in yep. and said, right, we're going to have an inquiry into this. Yep. Do you, do you hear what happened? The end of that? Uh, no result. I didn't hear what happened, but I'll be interested to hear. That the ABC misled the whole of Australia. It was bullshit. So here it is. Not a single criminal charge to be laid as a result of the Royal Commission into the Youth Detention in the Northern Territory. Not so much as a parking ticket. The ABC called it Abel Grabe, an institution that tortured children and was barbaric. The description must have been the result of indictable offences. The ABC was so widely reckless with the truth that a Prime Minister spent $54 million to find out what was already on the public record after the ABC misled him and Australia. Yeah, look, I guess when the whole thing was happening, my thoughts were, um, you know, everybody wanted to support this kid that was making national headlines and whatever. Now, mm. that kid's since gone on to do some pretty nasty things. That's now, right. I, I, look, I know he had a bad upbringing. I get that. Um, so I'm not going to sit there and say, well, if you had the same upbringing, you'd act differently because you just don't know how you would act in that situation. Um, but there was no doubt that it was a media beat up at the time. And look, I... I Biased ABC. Yeah, and look, I, I lived in the Middle East for four and a half years. Yeah. Um, and I've had a lot of people over that time ask me about, uh, you know, the Palestinian and Israeli conflict. Um, I've lived in Darwin off and on for 13 years. The Labor-Liberal conflict. <laughs> the Labor-Liberal conflict. And also, you know, just about what's going on with Indigenous people and, you know, how that all works from a political standpoint. Mm. And my answer to both of those topics, and, and it would be the same with this 
um, youth detention thing is the same, is you don't know enough about it to ask me the question and I don't know enough about it to give you the answer. Yeah. So, mm. you know, it's just, they're just not topics that we can get into with the ABC running a half-hour expose and it's awesome for the Prime Minister to suddenly care about Darwin and youth detention and let's have a this and that. Where's he been since then? Yeah, that's right. That's exactly ABC, $54 million gone. ABC haven't Nothing talked about there. it since. Well, apart from the odd headline here or there. So if you really, truly care about it, it's on your agenda every day. Yeah, that's right. Uh, or, or at least regularly. So that, that's my attitude is as soon as it came out, I thought, oh, here we go. All these people from Melbourne and Sydney, as was the case, are going to have opinions. They're going to represent all these kids who have been wronged, apparently. And, uh, and everyone's going to get on the bandwagon again i don't know enough about it to speak too in depth but i saw a lot of social media commentary at that time and a lot of people who either directly or indirectly had a lot to do with that youth detention center and um i think people from down south that want to express one opinion about it may need to look a little bit more into the facts because it's awesome to show one photo of one kid in one situation but um that kid, in various things that he or others did, um, were pretty horrific. Yeah. yeah. Well, as we said earlier, um, break-ins are going, seem to get going higher and higher. <laughs> wonder if there's any correlation there. Yeah, I, I, I'm not too sure. Um, so, I had something for you. Oh, yeah. We're big on the territory. Yes. Right? And, and Positive it, and negative. It, yeah. And, and in our stance... We, you know, we try our best in, in what we do in, in the real estate sector and in the digital marketing side of things. And look, I'm big on do what you say mm-hmm. because I see a lot of ads on television and, you know, I know we talk a lot about the fact that terrestrial TV is on the way out, but it's amazing when you, you, know, you go to a bottle shop or you go to a pub or you go wherever and they've always got something playing. And I'm always... My attention's always being drawn to just different things like the ads or, you know, whether it's a way that a business is advertising itself or what they're doing. And this theme hit home a bit for me on the weekend because I was in a couple of different places and I saw a couple of different ads from different businesses that I've had dealings with in recent years. Yeah. And the ads were all about, oh, we're this and we're that and our customer service is fantastic. And oh, yeah. No, you're not. You're very bad. And just live your truth, you know? Like, oh. if you're going to run these ads saying how great your customer service is, make it great. Yeah, make exactly. it being known for being great. And go outside your business and get some feedback from your customers because it's really easy to sit inside your four walls and say, we're really great. We give great customer service and no one's better than us. But if you don't ask people, you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. And in at least two of the examples of these ads that I saw, I thought, well, that's an out-and-out lie because my dealings with them weren't that complicated, but the customer service was atrocious. And look, Darwin used to be known for that. Let's not get back to those bad old days. No, that's right. The other thing yes. <laughs> I wanted to discuss before we get on to something a little more lighter is that Gary V came out recently and said, listen, if you're not made for podcasting, if you're not made for video, or if you're not made for taking audio casts of some description, don't do it. Because it looks as bad and 
unhealthy is not the word, but you know, it, it looks as though you're really scrambling to put something together and it's worse than doing nothing. Okay. Overly technical videos that business owners put out there frustrate the hell out of me. When you say over technical, what do you mean? So if you and I were going to do a video on ranking a website, for example, yep. as a, as a, just a random example, you and I would talk to our listeners or viewers, if we were doing it in video format, as though they know nothing about ranking a website. That's right. What does it mean? What's the process involved? And, and how does a website get ranked? Now, what does rank mean? In this case, it means when people search for your business, how high up in the order or the list right. your business comes up. Yes, right? now, yes, yes. Until I said that, it's possible that somebody listening to this wouldn't have known what that meant. That's now right. they do. That's right. But I, I often see business owners who are obviously very capable and obviously know a lot about their topics talking about things that are overly technical. So they've already walked 50% down the path before they've started talking. And a lot of the viewers or listeners are back at the start going, uh, I don't know what that means. And mate. they turn off, they switch off. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. The thing. So there, there's a couple, there's a lot of people in town who are now using video to promote their business. And it's awesome. One in particular. I saw a great video uh, from a local pest controller. Oh, yeah. Andrew. Andrew Critchley from Instinct. That's exactly right. And I, I switched it on because I know that we have used him many times and, and recommended him many times through iProperty NT. That's right. And I just thought he, he's doing a, a special at the moment that, you know, you can get your house um, sprayed. And he was questioned about why he was so cheap, right? He's doing a special, so that makes sense. And I thought, oh, I'll watch this video just because obviously it's a name that I recognised. And I thought that is a really, really great video. One, it showed you what you can do as a homeowner yep. to prepare your house yep. to get the maximum response from the spray. And two, it showed you the after effect of what wow, insects and bugs were affected by the spray. And I'm like a novice. I don't know anything about the fact other than I don't want the bugs in my house. That's right. And I'm like, that's awesome. That is such a good video. But then I saw another video from a local construction mob talking about something to do with placement of houses or whatever on blocks. And I thought, I'm in real estate and I've never heard of that. Yeah, 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 so yeah, yeah. It doesn't make sense to me other than what I've picked up and in the end... Is that that zero line stuff? Something to do with zero lines, yeah. yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and again... I don't even know what that actually means, but it basically means where you can build on a lot. But if I'm not in that industry or if I've never built or if I've never thought about building, while the content might be interesting, for me, the only reason I listened to it was because I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in the end, I got it. Okay. But most people who've never heard of it, haven't built or got no intention of building, they they'd be gone. Yeah, so switched off. if you're going to make a video or if you're going to do a podcast and you want to talk about something to do with your industry, that's great. The more knowledge, the better. But you need to start every uh, production video, audio, whatever it might be, with with the from the base level. Yeah, you're that's right. You've got to build it from the ground that's up. That's right, that's right. E everything you do. 1.0 and then go to 2.0. Exactly, yeah. You can't assume that your viewers or listeners are going to know what you're talking about from scratch. That's right. Anyway, um, I guess on a more light-hearted note, of well, course. it's not light-hearted as such, I was doing some research on something um, the other day, which led me to um, uh, the, 
the lists of people that go to court. Yeah. In Darwin. Yeah. Uh, who knew they printed that? Yeah, but, yeah, it's online, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. And and I discovered um I discovered all these people who are coming up for their court cases. Yeah. Wasn't looking into that at all. How I got to that side I don't know. <laughs> but the funny thing was, I live in Stuart Park, yep. right? Before I lived in Stuart Park, I lived in Woolner. Yep. You lived in Parap. Yep. I live in Parap, yeah, from Bellamy. Sorry, I live in Parap. Every year on July the first, yep. it's Territory Day. Yes. And every year from 6 till midnight or 6 till 10 or 6 till 11 or whatever it is, it's, I think it's 6 till 11, for five hours every year on the date, everyone's allowed to let off fireworks. Yeah, that's right. And then every week and every month after that time, mm -hmm. despite the government coming out every year and saying, anybody who lets off fireworks outside that time, they'll be arrested and they'll be mm -hmm. fined and whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Never heard of it to Not this day. Mate, mate, through the community groups, they whinge about it every weekend. And it annoys me because I've got young kids and they don't like it yeah. and it scares them. It's, and and, and it, animals and run away. it scares away. animals. And, mate, you got your five hours once a year. Go your hardest. But outside of that, you don't let fireworks no, off. No, they keep them and, they, and when they win a, a grand final, whatever, they let them off again that night. So here's what I discovered whilst scrolling through the court list. Yes. Somebody has actually been charged Finally. with letting off fireworks. And I think the charge is something like letting off fireworks outside the approved hours or allocated time or something like that. I just <laughs> honestly, I, I, because you know what I think it is? Yeah, well done, cops. You finally caught one. I think the thing is, though, right? Yeah. They've done it because then no one can say, oh, you've never charged anybody exactly. with that. Yeah, yeah, There's yeah. one dickhead that's been charged <laughs> for the whole year. <laughs> gotcha. Anyway, so. There will be lots of community members that will be very happy to hear that story. I'll, yeah. I'll share this um, yeah, yeah. to the podcast of the community. Scroll through the court list and you never know what you might find out. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I think we're done. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Yeah. Cheers. I'm, we'll uh, catch you again next week. I'm Peter Kafkas. And I'm Peter Gowers, and we are, and we were, two peas in a pod. See ya. See you later.